Welcome everyone to a special Wednesday edition of Sticks and Kicks. We are previewing the biggest game the Sun season thus far. Number one versus number two. Godzilla versus Kong. Goku versus Superman. Myself versus the alarm clock. And it all happens tonight. Valley sports around the state are heating up. And we'll get into that right now. I am your host, Danny Orona, and with me is my right-hand man, partner in crime, co-host of your favorite podcast, Mr. Jeremy Griffin. How hey. you doing today, brother? I'm doing great, man. Thank you for having me in studio, man. Oh, my God, that intro. Number one versus number two. So much going on. So much importance in the Valley right now when it comes to sports. And we're going to go ahead and bring it all to you today on another episode of Sticks and Kicks. All right. And uh, we we both agree. We both agreed coming into this. This was the most important game of the season. And we know what has to happen in order for it to for it to be beneficial to us. In order for us to we're going to have the eyes of the nation on us today. This is national television. So this is this is definitely going to be a big, big deal. Uh, other than that, we do got a lot of other sports news. How, what do you say, Jeremy? We get all that stuff out of the way. Before we get into tonight's main event, which, you know what, I'm, I'm right now chomping at the bit. I'm ready for tip-off right now. Hey, man, partner in crime, man. Go ahead and just lead the way. Yes, sir. So, I mean, uh, we're going to go ahead and get some uh, Phoenix Rising news out of the way. Over the weekend, they were supposed to play a game in uh, Seattle against the Seattle Sounders, another one of their uh, preseason matchups over there. They ended up canceling the flight. We had a player, uh, we don't know who it is, but we had a player test positive for COVID, so... Uh, instead of just that player being, because they could, uh, the coach did say that that player could have been left behind and everyone still going, but you never know, you know, if, if he was there, maybe somebody else has it, you get on a plane, you get to a different state, you get all of this stuff. And another, another positive test would have had them stuck in Seattle for 10 day quarantine, at least before they were able to come back. Uh, so it turns out they just canceled everything. I think it was the right call to do, make sure we keep, uh, Player safety, everybody's safety in mind, so we're able to keep doing that. It turns out that player ended up testing negative later on, so it was all for naught. But I'm glad this, that they're taking this, all this seriously. And uh, you don't want to risk anything, especially in preseason, right? Not only that, though. I mean, we're, we're, we're getting close to turning that corner, man. You know, we're getting close to turning that corner. Um, one thing I do want to throw out there, um, fans are coming back. People are being able to enjoy games and be a part of them. So it's just, it's, uh, let's go ahead and just take all the precautions right now. And like you said, it's preseason, man. Are we yes, really sir. talking about practice? <laughs> Are we really talking, talking about, about practice? practice? All right, man. Preseason? So, no, it was it was the smart move, and even though it was a false positive, man, it's okay, man. There are other games out there. There's uh, other ways for them to uh, warm up and get fired. All right, and speaking of other games out there, we have hockey. We got hockey news, the Coyotes after that devastating loss that we took last week against uh, the Avalanche. We're now on a three-game winning streak, so a little bit of an upswing right there. Uh, I did have a, a conversation earlier today with um, with uh, Lucio, and he was saying that he was like feeling positive about everything the Coyotes are doing. And for me, it's all like, all right, yeah, we're getting these wins, but we're getting these wins against bottom-of-the-table teams. These, these are like these false hope hey, hey, wins. The teams that you're supposed to be. Yeah. Right? Here's the thing. The Coyotes aren't a supposed to team kind of team yet. Well, that's what that's what I mean. Like on like I know you want to make the comparison to what we, we would talk about with the Suns that take care of business. Like, yep. but no, I don't go into a game 
and fully expect without them black check that the Coyotes are going to win. And that's the point. And they're so that's that's why you can't call anybody a bottom feeder if you if you can't sit there and say that for sure the Coyotes are supposed to beat these guys night in and night out. And uh, which which they're doing, and I will give all the credit. Yes, I'm, and I'm thrilled for that. I got I don't yeah. want to throw it out there like oh the Coyotes whatever. Like no, I'm super thrilled with what they're doing right now, especially with these three wins. And let's also say they're in the playoffs. They're in there. They they're in the are right in the now. playoffs at the. They are in the playoffs right now. So I mean, they're making moves. I believe they're what for the fourth spot. Fourth, yes. Yeah, what forty three points right now? You know. So I mean, and and mind you. Um, Oh man, the Avalanche just sitting up there. It, it, it's because when we came in there, we knew going in the heavy favorites. Everybody was going to go one, two, three. Not necessarily in this order, but it was going to be Avalanche, the Knights, and the Wild, kind of in there for fighting it out. And uh, now the Coyotes trying to get in that fourth and trying to stay on the fourth. I mean, we're above the Sharks, the Blues. I mean, teams that yeah, you kind of are uh, going to are, are, are we're, we're supposed to also be in that mix. We're in there with them right now, and I'm happy for that. It's just we need to take care of business. The biggest thing for me that happened last week was that game against the Avalanche. That's why I couldn't enjoy these because even though we're taking care of business against these small teams, I felt that that Avalanche game was a put-you-in-your-place kind of game. You think you're hard. You think you're good. You think you belong with us. No, no. Sit your ass down in the kitty table and let us go to work. And no, I, I personally uh, think it, it was more of a wake-up call for the Coyotes than, than, than rather just them uh, – just like, hey, you guys don't belong here. Sit down. I think it was kind of just a wake-up call to the Coyotes. Like, you know what? We got to stop this bullshit if we really want to win and we want to get in here. And now, look, three-game series. I mean, what's really? I mean, look at the Blues. They're, they've lost their last seven games straight. You know, so they're, that, they're on the downside. And that's the spot. That's the spot that everybody was expecting. That, that that's you. Yep. So I mean, with the with these games, they ended up knocking up the Ducks twice in a row. You know, four-two on last Friday. Uh, uh, Sunday, Easter Sunday, they took care of business three to two against the Ducks again. Uh, uh last, uh, no, on Monday, five to two against the Kings. Well, Very the Sunday game, game was a f- uh, overtime game, which which was awesome. Yes, and uh, who was it that got that hat trick? Uh, let me look it up right quick. But. It was uh, it was a uh, Chytrin. Yeah, Chytrin <laughs> was the one who went ahead and got that uh hat trick. You got, I don't know if that's his first hat trick. But uh, yeah, no. Jacob Chitron balled out, or or what? Hockeyed out? What pucked out? What he yeah. pucked out? Right? right? He, <laughs> he pucked, pucked out. He pucked, yeah, he pucked out. Uh, but yeah, no. I believe it's Kitron. I don't know. I apologize, bro. <laughs> Sorry, I learned though. But uh, but no, yeah. Hat trick right there. Uh, I mean, and, and we've been seeing that a lot from the Coyotes lately because uh, he he had one. Uh, then we saw Phil Kessel have one against the Sharks mm-hmm. uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, he had another player. Uh, also Literally, the, the very next game when they beat the Kings five to two, Bunting had a hat trick. There you go. Yeah, and uh, and so that was another thing that I was bringing up. Like, yes, a lot of these things that are happening with the uh, with the Coyotes, one guy carrying the team. I don't like that. I don't like one guy getting hat trick here and here and here again because. It just kind of seems like you 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 got lucky with one guy carrying. Uh, I don't want to rely on that. I don't like I, that. I, 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 I don't love, believe that one lucky thing. Yeah, you can't I, say it's luck when you've had three different guys to four different guys have a hat trick in like the last six games. But so, boy, are, are you saying that a guy needs to have a hat trick for the Coyotes to win a game? I don't. Uh, that's what I don't want to count on. That's true. That's right, what I, I don't okay, want to count okay, on. Okay, I see that. But it wasn't just that. I mean, think about it. 
If Bunting didn't have a hat trick, if he had one goal, if he just put in one goal, you guys still would have won because Dvorak and Broussard had a goal each. So that's two goals right there, and then all you needing is one more goal. Just the fact that he had a hat trick was just icing on the cake. It was, and and and, and it's great. And uh, and like I said, I'm thrilled for them. I I, I just want to see more consistency with the whole thing. You know, I don't want to go like Phil Kessel's a perfect example. We've been badgering him all season. And uh, you and I were even joking about that game when we when we attended at uh, at uh, Gila River Arena. Yes. Before that, Kessel wasn't doing much of anything, and he ended up getting one goal. Like, all right, we might not talk shit about him. Then he got a second one. Like, okay, he's saving. And then he got third. Oh no, he's not. He's he's a fucking hero. But before that, he had gone what weeks without scoring a goal. You know, he had gone a, a ton of games without scoring a, without getting a point. So, so it's, it's things like that that I don't want him to get a hat trick and then go on a two-week drought, you know? Understandable. I mean, the next three games you guys got coming up, you got the Kings and you got the Golden Knights. And then you got, I believe this is the last one that we talked about with the Avalanche. I believe this is your last game of the season with the Avalanche before, uh, yes, sir. before you know, playoffs or whatever happens if you guys make it. So yeah, af- after that avalanche game, it's all with teams that are below us right now in the standings. So it's all very winnable teams. What's the next? What's the record with those three games? If uh, the Kings and the Golden Knights, uh, Kings, you got the Kings today at seven o'clock, and then you got the Golden Knights on Friday, and then them again on Sunday. Record. I'm gonna go with a two and one record. I'm going to believe that they they can take care of business tonight. And carry that momentum into a Golden Knights team, which is a heavy favorite. You know, uh, obviously one of the best teams in the NHL. Going to be a playoff team. I believe they're going to take that momentum and carry it in and to try to get a win after that. And then kind of, you know, face backlash either either uh, for, for the next game after that, you know, from the same Golden Knights. I don't think we can beat them two times in a row. But, uh, he, but you know what? You never know. You never know. You know, every hockey game has to be played on the ice at the time. So... I'm gonna go ahead and say two and one. I'm gonna go three. I'm gonna. Go, I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give them the full three, and then I'm. I'm gonna give them the. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna give them the full four. I'm gonna give them the three, and then the Monday game against the Avalanche. I'm bro. gonna give them four. Bro, I want to see it. I want to see All it. Right. If they lose, if they do lose, it's gonna be tonight. Okay. If they do lose, it's gonna be tonight, so they slip and then up against LA, and then and then go they're gonna tear. recover themselves and go on a tear. I'll tell you one thing: if what you're saying is true, and they beat the Golden Knights twice plus Avalanche on Monday, I'll sign in right now. Coyotes are going to the playoffs. Yeah. If, if that if that goes down, if we beat the Golden Knights twice and the Avalanche on Monday, Coyotes are going to the playoffs. Seeing how they have been playing lately and how everything's been going well with you know. Um, the Yotes. What's uh what's your stance on Rick Tockett now? I still think that he is because you were the one that yeah. wanted to fire him in the middle of the season, right? You were like, if we're gonna fire him, just fire him now. But look, the Coyotes are still in contention for playoffs. Okay, let me let me uh, let me make it clear though. What I said is, once you have no, if you believe you're not making the playoffs, fire him now. If you do not believe that, but that's what you said. You believe me. Me and Lucio's argument was, don't stop until it's mathematically impossible. That but was it, our no, no, But even then, he said that he would still keep until the end of the season, find something new, because he didn't want to do any 
mid-season move. That that's where that's where that's where I jumped off the train. Okay, so that's, but I'm right. saying though, me and him, we still make a we still make a point though. Yes, I mean, how do you feel about that? Do you still feel that way about dropping him? Because what there was a. They were doing bad. They they were they were on a you know on a yes. very on a very down tear, and you were ready to just. I was swing, and, swing and, the and and here's the thing though. If it, he's keep he's keeping himself safe with these scores, I don't believe that he should. He's a, he's still a head coach material. I don't believe that at all. Uh, right now, this, because they're in this contention spot, because they're on a good roll right now, uh, and and they're they're playing good hockey. The I, I believe now the players are the ones that are trying to like maybe we'll play for him. They're giving that a little bit extra. You heard that saying like yeah. the players will play for the coach, even though it's it's not it's not happening. Uh, you weren't seeing this two weeks ago. You were seeing people lazy on skates. You were seeing lazy uh, uh, lazy shifts. Uh, you were seeing you know where that we were being outshot two to one yep. on games. So that that was not a team that was fighting for their coach. And this is one thing that's, uh, that that let's go ahead and just throw it out there too. There's this guy that you got sitting in the goal. That is just Bro. tearing shit up. Looking at the numbers, this three-game streak, and what's helping, too, is the fact that you guys are scoring. That let's, yeah. let's not take that away because that is really helping. You guys are 12 goals to six goals in the last three games. That means that that means Aiden Hill has only allowed six points in the last three games to your 12. That's that's phenomenal hockey right there. That is something super important, especially realizing he's technically third string. And let's be honest about it. Um, seeing the news, unfortunately, Kemper and Bronta are still on IR. So uh, there's really no word or timetable on that unless, Danny, you got something. No, but what I do have is with these past performances, I can rest easy. With Aiden Hill in goal, oh for sure, and uh, knowing that every once in a while we're gonna have to give him some rest and get a uh, get the, get the fourth string in there, you know, covering for him for a little bit. Going into even going into a playoff series, if we needed to go in with Aiden Hill in goal, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine with that. And look, before he even gave up that uh, those nine goals against the Avalanche, literally the game right before, bitch a shutout. Yep, you know what I'm saying he, he and, 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 and remember he only gave up like. I believe three of those before those before he got pulled. Before so, he got pulled, yeah, exactly. Yeah, which, which at that point it was the right call. Like that game, it was over in five minutes, and it was it was not going to go anywhere. So protect him. You cannot afford to lose a third goalkeeper. Yeah, especially with the, I, I, this goal that you struck with this guy, man. I'm telling you because uh, I, I feel very comfortable watching him. Just yeah, him in the back, his decision making, and just him, just his uh, his ability to block the puck, his eyesight. Phenomenal. I uh, I don't know. I don't think it was you that I was texting with uh, this past week because there was a lot of rumors that Kemper you text might be other people. <laughs> I, I I see what's up, man. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> I didn't want to find out this way, but all right, okay. But um, that I, that I was saying uh, there was a lot of rumors about Darcy Kemper probably moving on after this year, whether it be retirement or whether it be to try to um, we go have to discussed a that team. before. And at this point, I'm like, you know what? No offense to him at all. He's been absolutely fantastic. One of the best goalies we've ever had. But but we, you know, it's we, cool. You're just so injury prone, like hey, bro. It's cool. Yeah, just like and hey, not, and not only that though, to, I'm gonna give you a hug on your way out. You know, come through for Thanksgiving we whenever will you want. And we yeah, will, oh, you are gonna be missed. Hey, there's actually gonna be times where hey, you remember, you remember, <laughs> yeah, he was. Hey, good hey, hey, Kemper would have blocked that. 
that. Ah, <laughs> Camper would have blocked that. But, so uh, but no, if, if that ends up happening for me, I feel solid in, in goal. Like um, if, if Aiden Hill uh, st- uh, sticks around, if if uh, I, I st- so Ronta and Hill then, right? Because you don't want to yes. get rid of both, right? No, no, definitely not. And And at this point, I'll ask you this because I believe you know what my answer is. When Auntie Ronta comes back, who's the starter? I always go with hot hand. Right? Right? He's having a, a hell of a season. Hey. Keep you, him in. You drain that battery, bro, so there there's nothing go. left, man. And then, and then, you know, if, if uh, hey, you, that'll do, pig. That'll do, pig. You know? <laughs> like, hey, we appreciate it, bro. And then go ahead and bring him around to get Keep it going. done. Yep. So, uh. I hope you guys can go ahead and keep pulling off. Like we said, I'll go ahead and re, uh, recap. We got the Kings today at 7, yes, Golden sir. Knights on Friday, Golden Knights on Sunday, and then I believe it's the Avalanche on Monday. Yep. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to that, huh? It's going to be absolutely fantastic. I can't wait. Uh, definitely that uh, that I'm going to be up all sorts of late tonight because uh, I'm not missing the Suns game for whatever reason. So I'm going to have to DVR the Coyotes, go back, See what's going on right there. It's going to be like midnight since I'm done with all this. Yeah, I know. And then there's going to be a, I believe there's going to be some D-backs baseball today, if I'm, if I'm D-backs correct. D-backs baseball. And what we were talking about is Madison Bumgarner making his second start of the season. Not the start we wanted for him. Unfortunately, it does not come as a huge surprise. But let's see what he's got tonight. Coors Field, obviously one of the toughest parks to pitch at. The ball just flies everywhere. Definitely a hitter's park. So uh, this game, definitely something to be taken with a grain of salt. But I believe that Madison Bumgarner, with his experience, he's he's been there multiple times. Like he spent, his, I believe, his entire career in the National League West. So he knows all about that park. He knows how to get things done. And, and uh, you know what? I'm not ready to pull the plug on you just yet. We're paying you this money, dude. Just be who we think you are. Be, be a shadow of what we think you are, and let's see what we can take care of business tonight in Colorado. Uh, do you see him doing better at least than his first start? Yeah, no, I was I was just about to say that I think we were a little harsh on him uh, last week. It was his first start, and then that COVID uh, season was just, uh, I don't know. That's one, I, I kind of want to give everybody a pass on that COVID season. That was just a weird, weird thing that happened, man. So that's kind of where I'm at with that. I, we were a little harsh on him, but no, I think you're right. I don't, I don't think that you guys are ready to give up on him. I would, I don't believe he's gonna stay this inconsistent. But I, I, I think watching him though, I do believe. I think he has lost a step, unfortunately. No, and and the great pitchers do, but they make up for it. And I would like to remind a few years ago, Zane Granke at I believe two years in a row, if if not three. Opening days have not were not good for for Zane Greinke here in the, in the desert. Oh, but he definitely picked up to his third fourth start. He uh, he took care of business and uh, he was good from that point in the season on. So I'm willing to give him another starter to you know get get your get your feet wet. You know get 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 a get a feel for it because even though we did have spring training this year, which is something that pitchers were not did not have the luxury of last year. They had to go in just cold. Uh, I believe that. Madison, Madison Bumgarner, once once he gets the flow of the season, everything going, the travel, the the everything that they weren't doing in spring training, I believe he'll be fine. I don't know, man. We're just going to go have to uh, see. Like I said, um, one thing that I do want to go ahead and make clear, it's not like 
there's really much of a choice at this point. Yeah. The only thing that you can hope for, I mean, no, well, no, there's a couple things you can hope for, obviously, is that you can hope for that he plays great and he lifts up to the contract. But, I mean, worst case scenario is that he's trash and you got to end up cutting him. But the mid scenario is what you would like is that he plays a little better, but he does look like he's a shadow himself and then try to, try to you know, get him off or what you can because that contract is, is, a very, is very crippling to a team, especially if the person of that contract is not holding up to anything near what you guys expected. Because there's always expectations for a player that they know that they can account for, give or take a couple games or give or take a couple stats. They kind of think of a ballpark where this guy averaged this in his career. There's stat guys out there who do that, and that's what they do before they make these moves. They don't just you know pull numbers out of thin air. They, they look at the numbers, and that, that's where the contracts come. So, I mean, like uh, Danny said, let's just try to make it comfortable for him here, and hopefully he, 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 he just embraces it and uh, he turns it around because that was not an ideal start. And the, and the last thing on, on that uh, contract thing is uh, you got to keep in mind that Diamondbacks are not a big spending team. Yeah. So they're, they're, they, they keep it under the tax, you know, the luxury tax thing. Uh, if 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 this were to happen to like let's say the the Yankees or the Dodgers, uh, this country whatever we'll put, throw in the pile with the rest of them. You know, spend, they got a salary cap of what uh, they they a roster of four hundred and something odd million dollars, I believe. Yeah, something some some stupid number. Well, like that's that, what kills but, me about baseball because there's no cap. Yeah, so they yeah, they, so they, yeah, they yeah, can just keep going whatever yeah, whatever it, they it's want. Bas- it's basically just an arms race, <laughs> you know. But uh, the D- Diamondbacks did surprise a lot of people. Um, yeah, the other day on uh, Sunday, they went ahead and beat the Padres 3-1. to one. Widener got his first, um, I believe that was his first start and his first win. And, uh, and that was the game I was talking about how it is super hard to sweep a baseball team, no yeah. matter how good or how bad they are. So I believe that they were going to go in and take, so they were able to do that. They avoided the sweep. They came, came out, and then, of course, last night against the Rockies, what a game. Going into extra innings, and the reason I bring that up is because last year, like you said, was a very goofy year. We had a lot of things, a lot of weird shit going on, and that comes in line with the rules that were implemented, one of which was the extra innings man-on-second rule. We saw that with the Diamondbacks for the first time last night. They ended up going 13 innings, I believe. So how, how does this start? Now, what, and, walk me through it. And then, so the start of the 10th inning? Yeah, start of the 10th inning. The the guy that got the last out last time you were batting, that guy goes to second base. So let's say you were up in the bottom of the ninth and you struck out, yep. and then the the, the you had to go to extra innings since yep. you you were the last one. You're going to second base and you start there at the top of the at the, at the beginning of the inning. Oh, that's terrible! And then it's scored there like as an error, like he's there and there, but the error isn't placed on anybody on the team. So it's like for people that you know you, you score the game. How no, I know, is, yeah, know, I, yeah, all, 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 all the this stuff start. that's going on, and uh, so so yeah, that's how you put them on with a with an error that isn't placed on anybody, and then you just start from there. Watching it yesterday, go ahead and take me through it. Did you enjoy it? Did you like it? Would you like to keep it? I enjoyed watching it, and I do like it. I, if, I let me start this out by saying I understand. For all of you baseball traditionalists that do not like to mess with the rules, especially with something like this big, Me putting involved. somebody putting somebody on base at the start of the end, yeah, that is huge. That is gigantic. That's me, I, ladies and gentlemen. I don't like this rule at all. I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen it with my own eyes, but 
I, I am one of those baseball traditionists. I don't like tweaking the game too much. Okay. I do understand that, you know, the game needs to be updated a little bit and stuff, but I don't like tweaking it so much. So I'm not a fan. I'm on the other side of it. But he saw it. And it was it was enjoyable to you. It was because you you get there now. Now the pitcher has to have that in back of mind. I got to be careful with how I pitch to this guy. A lot of people thought, especially last year, when uh, when this rule get came into play, if you already got somebody on second, well, what's to stop you from just a sack bunt, get him to third, a sack fly, get him get him home, right? Like that's yeah, just logic to 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 get the get the score and end the game. It's baseball one on one. But that was not what was happening last year, and that was not what happened last night that I saw. Like, teams were starting to actually try to hit because one run is only one run. And if you give up two outs to get that run and only get that, you get to the bottom of the extra inning with that guy on second, a home run ends the game. So it was kind of a different style of chess match going in and out. Like, you got to actually see who's running because you don't get to choose, you know. The last guy going out there, that's the guy that's, that's, that's supposed to that's supposed to run. If it's your slowest guy, fuck it. That's your slowest guy out there. And uh, that happened a couple of times last night. So so for, for me, it, it, it brought a little bit of intensity. And uh, what it eliminated was the lack of days kind of extra innings. One, two, three up, one, two, three down, going on. We go to 17 innings two hours later, and we're still going at it. I love that. I love that. That bro, is that is baseball one on one. You there. you like watching a five six hour baseball game? I love it, bro. bro I love on. watching a pitcher's duel, man. I remember. I think it was but the Diamondbacks, point, wasn't it? The Diamondbacks uh, who went nineteen innings. Yes. I was like, what is it? A seven that. hours and some? They had to call the game and then start over in the morning. That's, I, I love that. I believe it was against the Dodgers that they had the longest recorded. Baseball I, game it's there. amazing, and you know what? I love that type of stuff, man. That's that's great baseball right there. I don't know this. Um, I don't know how I feel about that rule. I re, I'm not a fan. Doesn't I'm not really a fan of that, to be honest with you. I kind of like the old school ways how it went. I mean, you guys were able to pull it off. You went ahead and beat the Rockies. I mean, Luke Weaver pitched yeah. uh, five innings, and uh, yeah, no. How uh, who got the last out? And uh, the last one, oh, we'll get to that. Matt Peacock, yeah, he's he's gonna be a fan, uh, a show favorite right here. I can tell this kid's gonna be he's gonna be something special. But yeah, ten a was the final against the Colorado Rockies uh, to start of the game. Fifty one minute rain delay that uh, you know almost an hour getting into nighttime in Colorado. Thirty nine degrees at first pitch, bro. We're out here in damn near hundred degree weather. I almost went in the pool today. Yeah, and and uh, so so imagine imagine going from here spring train all that. To 39 degrees. Oof. Bro, they looked they looked miserable out there. <laughs> I saw it. Eduardo Escobar was as bundled up as you could be, like trying trying to be like stay warm on the bench right there as things were going on. Now, do you want to go 17 innings in that weather? Come on, man. Yes. You want to go to one in the morning? Yes. Ah. I mean, kids, hey, kids hey. got school tomorrow, man. How do you feel about watching a snowball? Football just, you know, and it's just like super rainy or super snowy. Are you going to do that for seven hours? It, I'll do that for three. Easily. Well, it's a timed game. so Exactly. That's what, a, what, hey, what, what, what happens if it went into overtime, 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 and not a tie, like playoff overtime, and they just kept scoring or not scoring? You can't. You cannot compare the pace of football with the pace of baseball. I'm not trying to. All I'm trying to say you're trying to bring up, oh, you want to play seven hours and 39 degree weather? What happened if you watch them play three hours in, in negative two degree weather? It's terrible. That's 
like a thousand times worse. I mean, come on, bro. Here's the thing. I would watch it because I'm at home, warm, you know, in front of my TV. Oh, man, I'm pretty bro. miserable for them. Bro, bro Green Bay it. Packers go to Colorado and play in 39-degree weather. They're wearing shorts, With man. With the shirt off. <laughs> They're wearing shorts, man. They're like, oh, God, this is fantastic. Bottom line is that, yes, that was a factor, but that is not my main reason for liking it. I just... I just don't like those those marathon games. Like, uh, it, it's so, it, so. Hey, I take it you're not a fan of chess, bro. They get brawling up in there, man. You, you ever see a queen get stuck into somebody's eye? Those guys fight. No, they don't. Uh, I, what do you? What, no, that's not. That's not chess. That's not the. Might have been a different movie. Then. <laughs> <laughs> But but, but so, no, so like, you don't so you don't like you don't like patience and strategy and 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 drawn out stuff. Like, don't get me wrong, not a fan of golf. It's hard for me to watch golf. I'll watch golf all day. I like I like watching I like watching golf. And I, and I will. I had a conversation with somebody. This I like celebrity golf. Ah, <laughs> we were talking about how they, how they had him on mic. Did we talk about Peyton Manning and all yeah, that? Like, I think I, yeah, I was talking about Peyton, Larry Fitzgerald and stuff like that. Like, I like celebrity golf. You know, Billy Matt, uh, uh, Happy Gilmore. Bro, celebrity everything, man. Celebrity basketball right? going in. Hey, like, celebrity, every, celebrity <laughs> everything, bro. Like, like, I, like, I dig it all, man. Not, not lately because the like the celebrity uh, basketball games have been like extremely whack lately. I, it's mainly lately, I, yes, lately, yes. It's I think it's mainly because I've, I've gotten old and I don't. Know who, the, who these celebrities are? Who is this YouTuber? Yeah, it's like, come on, I want to see Denzel versus the, you know freaking Chris Brown, bro. Kevin Hart in there. <laughs> Kevin Hart, bro, he's three time, but five time All Star MVP or whatever. Or didn't Justin Bieber get an MVP? Like Justin Bieber can ball. That like there he, you go. He can ball. He surprised a lot of people. I remember watching Terrell Owens ball, bro. Just like <laughs> just because he was bored, he would come and dunk on people. I was like. Bro, you know he chose football. Like, like he had a chance to play basketball. He right. was just like, I'd rather play football. As a, as a lot of these guys do. You know, they pick their sport. You know, Kyle Murray has literally has in his contract, you cannot play professional <laughs> baseball. Don't uh, even think about it. This ain't no Bo Jackson shit. Russell Wilson was drafted by the, uh, I believe it was the Oakland A's. Him too, because Kyle Murray got drafted by the A's. Was it kind of? Oh, then uh, I think Russell Wilson got drafted by the New York Yankees. Then okay, uh, I, yeah, he got drafted as well. I, he wasn't like no first rounder, but uh, oh I, yeah, no, Kyle Murray seventh overall, like he's first rounder. No, like. no, I think uh, I think uh, Russell Wilson was like a third rounder or something like that. No, he did get drafted. I remember that, but he was like, I play football. Now they, <laughs> <laughs> no, they, uh, and I believe they get like comp- comp- compensatory pick, something like that. Uh, I, I don't understand the math or the science behind all that, but imagine. Hey, nobody does, man. Imagine going your first round pick, your first round number seven overall. You're super excited, like, nah, no thanks. I'm, uh, I'm gonna stick with this. Uh, you're like, what the fuck, dude? That's, that's two. That's two months of scouting down the drain, dude. <laughs> oh, man. But no, that was that. Was, uh, I can just imagine. Oh, no, hey, no. hey, I can just imagine if that happened like back in the day. And this guy was like, "Yeah, oh, yeah, no, we're gonna pick Kyler Murray, man. We got, we got." Re-. He's like, "Actually, I'm gonna go play football." And then the second pick, you yeah, know, we we're gonna go with Babe Ruth. We, we've heard some things. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, bro! One of those things. What could have been? Uh, final thing on that last uh, last game on uh, uh, for for the Rockies, Matt Peacock, Diamondbacks pitcher. Made his MLB debut. Had the day. Tori Lovello had to empty his pocket, just empty the entire bullpen. And so this this kid comes out here, 
27 years old, making his MLB debut. He pitched, ended up pitching the last three innings of the game. Not only did he keep the Diamondbacks in it, make sure that they 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 uh the the defense was on point. He has a killer the 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 sinker. I know Bob Brenly was talking a lot about that when when he first came up and seeing it live. Like it is a killer sinker. I'm loving what this kid can bring. Also having his first hit in his MLB debut, something that uh, kept him going and scoring on a Cattell Marte double. Bro, dude was booking it from first all the way home on that double. Seeing him, I, I, I literally had to look up his height. He's 6'1", but because seeing him run reminded me so much of Kyle Murray. He has short legs. So seeing him just like waddle around the bases real quick going on from first all the way around, getting that uh, that final run in, making sure that his team is going to take man. home that victory. Hey, man, look at that little kid run. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That, that little is, kid is booking it. Uh, that is why I had to look it up. But, no, congratulations to him. I think he's going to have a, a fantastic career here with the D-backs. Uh, and uh, let let let's let's hope he they keep on going. So I mean, uh, well, it wasn't for, just him. I mean, you know, uh, that, what Adrubo Cabrera, right? Then he, uh, what he put up Adrubo, some hits. He 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 got he got two runs, I believe, two runs in extra innings. It's like he 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 drove in he drove him in. All right, let's go bottom lead. Let's finish this game out. Nope, they tied. They go all the way next few innings around the order. He comes up, gets another hit. Let's end the game. We got this. Like, nope. They tied the bottom of the inning. Like, what do you got to do? This dude, and what was funny, like, dude is 35 years old. He's like a veteran old-timer here, you know, here to bring his uh, veteran experience to the locker room. But he looked like he was ready for bed. Like, guys, <laughs> guys, let's go. Come on. Let, let's finish this inning out without giving up any other runs. I, I want to go to bed. Yeah, yeah, me quiero ir a la cama. <laughs> I bet hey, another guy who 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 likes the new rules probably he's yep, like man. oh yeah no nah, bro let's it's, wrap it up <laughs> after the game he was like bro I'm just gonna sleep right here in my club I, I'm, I can't make it home oh man so that's good stuff so, man so they got coming up the Rockies today right and then the today Rockies and tomorrow. tomorrow oh and then the Reds on Friday they started three they started series with the Reds home opener so right there first time back at Chase Field. Opening up with 20,000 fans. All right. It sounds great, and I want to be optimistic. I want to be. But why? Let's just hope. Let's why just, do we got to be the state, man? Why? Uh, what do you mean? Let, why do we got to be the state? Texas opened up their full, full, we'll, full capacity. That that is that is why Ranger Stadium was at full. Hey, forty thousand plus fans in attendance. That is absolutely mind boggling. I, I hope all of them got a vaccine or like some type of. I, care. That's why I want to be optimistic. Like you know, maybe they all did. Maybe they're taking care of themselves. Wait. It's just the things that we see on the street every day. There's no way that 48,000 people are vaccinated, man. That's like, and to see that here in our home state, 20,000. Yes. A lot of people are going to be watching. Yes. It's going to be great to see them in the stands, but at what cost, what's going to be the fallout to this? Nah, you know what? Uh, we just going to have to find out. Same thing happened with the uh, sons that we didn't get into. The attendance, I believe was moved up. By like two, I think the attendance now is going to be 5,500 fans, something like that. So uh, very optimistic about the Suns' new capacity. Uh, they were following health officials, and they are, you know, l listening. So, yeah, no, let's just keep it going. Everything's going good so far. Danny, well, what's, the, what's the actual numbers? Uh, right now, we did have the three. I believe they doubled it from three to 6,000. So we're going to have 6,000 fans in the stands. Um 
obviously still separated. And, and I believe 6,000 fans in a, I believe it's a 14,000 arena. That's a little bit more than halfway. You could still have a bit of separation in there. That's it? 14,000? I think so. I, I thought our stadium was way bigger than that. Nah, nah. That's, uh, the, the hockey arena is bigger than that. Nah, but, check uh, it out. Check it out. Sun's capacity. Oh, 18. You're right. Look uh, at this Yeah, guy. it's got to right. be. Well, I wasn't right by much. Only 4,000. But still, though, that's 4,000 people. I don't even know four people. <laughs> so, I mean, that's, that's just a lot of people. So, let's, uh, everybody, let's just keep staying. So, so, it'll be about a third. About a third capacity, 33%. Let's keep staying safe, ladies and gentlemen. Like I said earlier, we're we're turning that curve, and getting, even getting close. And like, even if you're not one of those people that don't believe in the, just I mean, just take care of yourself. It it, yep. it it's real. The sickness is real. Just if even if you don't want to get, just be careful. That's all we're trying to say. Okay, okay, yeah, yo, you know what? I did think of something else before we get off that because we were talking about rule change, change and everything. Something that has not happened, but teams and some players are advocating for putting in new rules against. Things like shifting against the shift. Now, how do you believe? Now, what do you think on that? Because you you do like the traditional rules. Yeah. So, like, do I, you, do I you was, believe there'll be a, a do, you, do you want a rule against the shift? No. I, the re, I, I am a traditionalist, but, I mean, what's what's wrong with the shift? The shift exists. Somebody invent, like, why don't you just not hit in the shift? Exactly. That's it. It's, it's really that simple. If, if everybody's in the left side... And just hit it to the fucking right. And I've never really understood this. Because, I mean, I'm a hitter too. And I understand that people have sweet spots and all that shit. But, bro, you need to learn to aim your hits. You need to learn to swing swing faster, swing slower, swing up, swing down. Like, people know how to control the ball. I don't know. I've, I've known people, me, myself included, where it was like, hey, hit a grounder. All right. Yeah, so you, you, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was like hit a grounder. I, I couldn't necessarily, you know, sometimes you pull the hit or whatever it is. But if they, if you're going to, if I mean, that's on you. That's kind of on you. You shouldn't so, hit 60% of the ball to the left. There you go. And um, the, the, the thing that I like to compare to, like, it's like putting a rule against double or triple teaming somebody in basketball. Yeah, There's exactly. No that, like. and, and you know what's crazy is like it's not like they're doing anything crazy. It's not like they're bringing out props or it's just like yeah, yeah. it's just like no, they're just moving everybody to the left hey, or moving you know everybody to the right. Extra innings, we should have cricket paddles. Ah, get more hits yeah. on there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> if you hey, hey, if you hit this direct target in there, you automatically win the game. There Nobody, you, you know, it's just like no, they didn't add anything like that. It's nothing crazy. All they're saying is just like hey, everybody. Just move to the left. Yep. Like, okay, then just hit it to the right. All right. Because let's be honest about it. Hey, when the shift does fuck up, oh, it works great in the offense's yep. favor. That's exactly what it is. And so I definitely agree with you in that. I, I I do not want any rules against that. And the last thing, designated hitter. We 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 gave that up for the COVID year. That was a nice little experiment. Designated hitter in the National League. Now pitchers are back to batting here in the National League. I love it. I want to stay this way forever. Uh, I believe I believe all pitchers should, you know, try to try to grab a bat now and then. You know, it's part of baseball. No matter how you wanna how you wanna look at it, like oh, we want more offense, we want more. Like no, baseball hitters, you got a bat. There, I remember. I can't remember the name of the pitchers. Unfortunately, I don't have it on my head, but I do remember. Hearing multiple pitchers during free agency in times of my life, and I've watched a lot of free agency, that they were like, no, I want to go to the National League so I can hit. Yep. Or, or 
I want to stay in the National League so I can hit. That's been a that's been a thing for thousands of years. Pitchers like to hit. Some pitchers do. And for the pitchers that I mean can't or don't or whatever, it's just like, no, that sucks. That's I hope an I hope an American team picks you up. You know, an American League team picks you up. I've always loved the DH on one side and like the you know the uh, the pitcher hit on one uh, the the other side. I don't know why it's always. I guess, like you said, I'm a traditionalist and I've just been used to it. And uh, yeah, no, I love pitchers hitting. I don't want to change that. And and it, and it's cool to see, especially with the, with this two. Uh, Two system thing when you do have those interleague games when we go off and face against these American League teams uh, over there, like all right now we get to experiment with this designator something we don't get to do too often. That's cool for a series or two, you know. And then coming back to normalcy, just like them, they come to us and they're like, oh, our pitcher has maybe three at bats in his career because he spent his whole career over there. Well, buddy, now's your chance. So like, here you go. Not my problem. Not my problem. There you go. And, and you know what? Yep. I do agree with that. And I, I, I love that staying like that. Keep the DH rule. If you want to keep it, keep it in the American League. That, 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 is, that is pretty much it for me. Danny, that was fantastic. So I think it is time for News Dump. All right. And what we got here is uh, some quick news. Yeah, let's go ahead and talk about quick news. We're going to go ahead and start with the football talk, the NFL. Darnold to the Panthers, which was extremely weird. I don't know about you, but I thought it was weird. For a 2021 sixth rounder and a second and a fourth rounder in 2022. What do you think about that, Danny? For me, I don't think you were going to get too much more for Darnold. I I believe that price was set. Uh, He was a third overall pick when he got drafted. But, bro, once you drive that thing off the lot, once you saw what he can or cannot do, you're not going to get what you paid for. So I believe they should be happy with this haul and move on. Well, it's almost locked in that they're going to go ahead and try to grab Zach Wilson. Yes, sir. So the Jets look like they got their quarterback. Let's go ahead and move on to my Philadelphia Eagles. Still making moves, made random moves. But um, I actually like this. I read the stats off to Danny. Danny kind of uh, nodded his head like, who the hell is this guy? From the Minnesota Vikings, linebacker Eric Wilson and running back from, I believe, I think the last team he played for was the Miami Dolphins, Jordan Howard have both been signed to one-year deals. Jordan Howard, as everybody remember, was one of the running backs that helped us win that ring in 2017. And Eric Wilson was tied last year with linebackers with three interceptions, three sacks, and 122 tackles. Sounds like a great guy, man. I'm very excited to have that guy. Defense definitely busting out there. You need defense to win games, to win championships. And I believe this was a good start. So good pickup for you guys. I appreciate that, man. Let's go ahead and keep it going. We got some sad news that happened, man, in the Valley. It was very unfortunate, but the ladies, the U of A Wildcat women fell short in the NCAA championship. But you know what? They played a hell of a game. I will not categorize this as sad. I will categorize this as they made it to the top. Well done, ladies. U of A, you made Arizona proud. And at this point, it don't matter if you're a Sun Devil. If you don't matter if you're a, uh, U of A, um, NAU, I'm sorry, or anything like that. Arizona's name got put a little bit higher on the national level thanks to these ladies. So 
Good job, and we'll get him next time. That was awesome. Let's go ahead and talk about some stuff in the NBA when it comes to Drew Holiday of the Milwaukee Bucks. Making sure that he's going to go ahead and solidify his home there. Signing a four-year, $160 million extension. I think he's going to be there for a while. Four years, 160. Obviously a great player. Great to have on the team. Me personally, I don't believe he's a 40 mil a year player. But it is up to him to prove me wrong and to earn that contract. He's gained that money anyway. Love this guy. Let's hope he can do good things. Let's go ahead and see what happens. There was something that happened before we went ahead and talked about the Rockets game. I believe it was uh, two games ago before that. Danny, go ahead and get a little into that, please. We got an incident at the Phoenix Suns Arena where a fan allegedly yelled out an, uh, a slur, yelled out, fuck Asians. And then threw a beer bottle at someone. This is definitely this is definitely something very concerning. Something you hate to see in all sports. Phoenix PD is currently investigating this. We'll still uh, keep you up to date. See what we got from there. But uh, that this this type of thing has absolutely no no place in sports. Fuck racism. Hashtag stop Asian hate. Yeah, that's fucking terrible. Let's go ahead and keep going. I remember we were talking about the Diamondbacks earlier. We didn't talk about the opening day. I know it's because they fell short, but there was something that a uh, bright light that shined in there, right, Danny? That is correct. That is uh, Cattell Marte almost became the first player in MB in MLB history to bat for the cycle in his first four at bats of the season. Boy went off on uh, on the Padres. Could not keep it together for the entire game, but. I love to see his bat alive. He has kept it on through the series. Last night, he had a couple of good hits against the uh, Colorado Rockies. Let's hope he can keep that up. He's a very important bat in our lineup. Yeah, man, I'm telling you, for people getting their shot, it's always nice to see someone in your team making it work. Speaking of people getting their shot, nice to see this guy back in the NBA. Isaiah Thomas signs a 10-day contract with the New Orleans Pelicans. That happened, I want to say, last week. He did go ahead and play, I think it was Monday, against the Hawks. No, I'm sorry, yesterday was Tuesday against the Hawks. He played 25 minutes, 4 of 13 from the field with 10 points. Kind of shaking off that rust, man. They got a game tonight. Let's go ahead and hope that he can uh, get it back going. He's wearing number 24 in solidarity and in honor of Kobe Bryant. Uh, Isaiah Thomas, man, good to see you, man. I hope you play well. I'm glad he's back. He's always been a Valley favorite when he was here in the Suns. He was he was uh, a great player for us. I'm glad to see him doing his thing. You know, 10 points, nothing that's going to shake up SportsCenter or anything. But you know what? Contributing after a few uh, months, maybe years, without being, uh, being in the NBA. So I'm glad he's back. Like you said, you said it perfectly. Shake off those cobwebs, get back in there, and be the all-star that we you, you were a few seasons ago yeah man speaking of all-stars and speaking of great people let's go ahead and something that we don't really talk about but hey man i grew up on this and I, you have to honor some of the greats and i love honoring the greats last night wwe aired their uh traditional hall of fame ceremony inducting both the class of 2020 and 2021 last year was canceled because of the covid pandemic but all of these greats that made our childhood awesome. Who didn't love just seeing people just get whacked across the face with a steel chair? It is still a great meme today. Still brings us joy. I personally still watch it. I fucking love wrestling. It is WrestleMania week. That means WWE Hall of Fame this year. 
highlighted by some of the all-time greats. Eric Bischoff, one of the all-time great minds in there. The Bell Twins going in. Molly Holly. Uh, Kane, we all remember. The Undertaker's brother. One of the all-time big men. The mayor. The mayor. The mayor. In Tennessee. Absolutely love it. And, of course, the highlight of this was the whole damn show. RBD. Rob Van Dam, who went through not only WWE, but plenty of other promotions. Most notably, of course, ECW became champion. The only person in history to hold ECW and WWE champion at the same time. And a legendary post-divorce career. I'll just leave it at that. Look him up on Instagram. Ladies and gentlemen, fun fact. I thought Rod Van Dam and Jean-Claude Van Dam were brothers. (laughs) I am wrong, but... But it wasn't because their names were both Van Dam. Well, it was part of it. But you can't sit there and tell me they don't freaking look alike. Those, those, and those kicks. You can't sit there and look <laughs> me in a straight face and tell me that they don't look alike. Absolutely. And the uh, final thing that I wanted to do a little bit on that is just the uh, another all-time great. And I'm not going to say he doesn't deserve to be in, but Batista. Dave Batista was uh, a part of the WWE for many years, multi-time world champion, uh, headlined WrestleMania a couple of times. He's definitely one of the all-time greats, made his move to Hollywood, has made a splash, most notably, of course, with the Guardians of the Galaxy, making him a household name in Hollywood. Uh, a couple of other good comedies in there. He, he's done He's done a good job. Uh, he was pulled from this year's... Better than John Cena? No. I'm not going to go that far. Acting, as a movie career? Yeah. Uh, you got. I know you got the Guardians, but other than that, John Cena's done more in Hollywood. Like no, no, but better. Are you talk about better actor. No, not just better movies in general. Besides, besides Marvel. Because yeah, Marvel's just a juggernaut's gonna put him over the top yeah. no matter what. But I'll I- be honest, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know if you've ever seen the movie uh, Stuber. Very underrated comedy. I would recommend it. And then there's this other movie where he played. A very good henchman. He knew. I mean, they didn't see that he knows his play. He doesn't. They don't feed him any lines. He just does stuff. Yeah, it's, it's, it's more action. Well, I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, go ahead. Sorry, that was that was, was my side. There was there was another one. I, I don't know if this is the one you're talking about, but it, it it was a very underrated action movie. But it starred Rob Van Dam, and he was just a and Batista was like a background character. His he had like a couple of scenes where he was just surrounded by strippers, not really saying much lines, and that's his thing. He's just a big muscular dude without much lines. Like that's that's how he got Guardians of the Galaxy. I thought you were gonna say that's Rod Van Dam's thing is being around trippers. I was like, oh, like oh, you know, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> that look, makes sense. Trust me, guys. Look him up on Instagram. <laughs> but, so anyway, so Batista was pulled from the ceremony. Yeah, he he got, he got pulled for for the ceremony so re- reportedly because uh, he he had another project that he couldn't make it and blah 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 like that. I know that's all bullshit. Really, he got pulled. He basically pulled himself because this man's ego is so big. He did not want to go into a Hall of Fame without a crowd in front of him to cheer him on. Like, I get it. it it's not the ideal situation. But if you're offered a Hall of Fame, like, you, we want to recognize you as one of the all-time greats. We want you to go in. We want you to, you know, have your moment and get enshrined as one of the all-time greats in your industry. To not do it because no one's going to be there to clap for you? Come on, man. That's... That's egotistical to the nth degree. So this Hall of Fame uh, ceremony that happened, there was uh, and, and no fans in attendance? There was, uh, 
I believe it was no fans. I might be wrong. I have to look that up. It was pre-recorded. Like usually they do a live. Yeah. But yeah this yeah. one was pre-recorded uh, and uh, and uh, it aired last night, uh, Tuesday. And um, I mean, no big surprises. People know the the list that are going in. Obviously, as which most Hall of Fames do. You know, they they just announce them and then have the big ceremony. Uh, but yeah, they to 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 do your speech and have the crowd. I get it. That that is your 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 main goal. Uh, bro, to turn it down or to pull yourself, like, cause he was already there, like, to to pull yourself and 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 tell him that this is just not the time. It's just like I don't like it. I don't like it. It's not a good look. Yeah, no. Um, I mean, yeah, no. It doesn't sound like a good look, to be honest with you. I don't really know exactly what happened. Yeah, I know you pay attention a lot more than me, so you would know. But yeah, no. If that's really what's going on, you know, with uh with his ego, then hey, man, you know what? That's fine. If you don't want to be a part of it, you think he'll make it next year? Uh, yeah, like no, no, no. Once I, I believe once they called your name, like you're in, and uh, somebody like him, he was a shoe in no matter what. Like he was gonna make it he, sooner or later. He has made his. Yeah, once he has you re- made once, his once you retired, you know, you kind of like get 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 up in there. Um, that's the, that's the same reason why I don't believe the Undertaker's done because he's not in the Hall of Fame yet. So he's he like telling people like, hey, I believe I got one more in me. Like, dude, you're you're the, the go. I believe. Undertaker's probably the GOAT. Greatest of all time. Like, just, bro, hang him up. Like, it's time. It's just, it's just, it's, it's, it's done. I respect Undertaker and everything he's done for his, for, for the uh, sport and the entertainment. Stone Cold Steve Austin is hands down the greatest wrestler to exist. I have a list and, like, you know I mean, I, and you know what? There's another one that people don't talk about is my boy Goldberg is just bro the man. Like I, I, it, the man. I don't remember ever being excited for a like a 30 second match ever in my life than I was every single time this guy stepped on the mat for I think it was 20 matches where he literally just speared somebody, hit him with the jackhammer, and then left the stage in under like 12 <laughs> seconds. It was phenomenal. Hall of Famer, WWE Hall of Famer. He's, yeah, he's he's in, he's there, like he deservedly. Like I, I, he was the definition of what a main event is. Yeah, and you know what? We will definitely. I'm I'm gonna have you on this conversation sometime. I'm glad I'm finally convincing you to do it because, like I said, it's still a big part of my life. What do you mean? But you spe- still watch, but I never. I told you though, I watch it a lot. Like I, I yeah, back well, in the day, that's I what was. I'm I was hardcore back in the day. I was, bro, every day. Uh, I, what was it, Wednesday or Monday? Monday Night Mon- Raw. Monday, Monday Night, Night Raw. The Monday Night Wars. And the, hey, 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 Nitro, though. Nitro, about yeah. WCW Nitro. So I had the, I, that, that's how I learned how to use previous channel. <laughs> <laughs> I had, you know, 15 to 24, just back and forth. And then I remember, I think it was Law and Order would run. Like a, over, a, it's a like come minutes, on. Couple, <laughs> you would always catch the very tail yeah. end of it <laughs> every time. That's why every wrestling fan knows the name Dick Wolf. Ah. <laughs> no <matter what>. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but no, you know what? We are definitely gonna have a conversation. We'll have a wrestling special one day. I'm gonna I'm convince you to do that. But speaking of main events, it is time for our main event of the day, and it is none other than this preview we got: the Phoenix Suns. Going head-to-head with number one team in the NBA, the Utah Jazz. And I cannot absolutely wait for this. Phoenix Suns have their chance to take care of business and prove that they are among the elite. Jeremy, what is your 
first start going in. Like right now, we are currently an hour and a half off of tip off. What are, what's going through your mind right now? Uh, thinking of tonight. It's like playing your twin brother, bro. It's it's. I mean, just think think of every single comparison and all the similarities that the Phoenix Suns and the Utah Jazz have. It's it's actually quite disturbing, to be honest with you. I mean, a center that's supposed to be their piece. Now, mind you, our center isn't a two-time defensive player of the year, but our center <laughs> is expected to be our defensive anchor. Yep. An underrated superstar. Yes, sir. An underrated shooting guard superstar. Yep. <laughs> same, same position. Same, same position. The best record in the NBA the two best records in the NBA and still not being uh, regarded as a team that can win the championship. Right. You know, it's, it's the similarities are so close. It's, it's yeah, no, it's, it's quite scary, you know, and that's the only thing I keep thinking about. And I know I touched on this last week, but I thinking about it. Well, not last well, a couple days ago. Yep. Yeah, and still thinking about it. I kind of still, believe that this game is no pressure though it's gonna come down to deandre aiden versus rudy gobert but no pressure like <laughs> it's just whatever right it's just, it's just another game it's just another guy to guard uh, now when i look at that um i i danny you expect aiden and all right so we both expect paul and booker to do their thing am i correct paul and booker are gonna do paul and booker things yes so then would you say that Aiden is our X factor or do you have a different X factor in mind? Cause this son's team is, and I love to, I love to have this problem. We're so deep. Uh, that's what she said. Yeah, uh, baby, do it, whoa, got him. Hey, so I'm asking, what do you think? Do you think Aiden is the X factor? or Do you have somebody else in mind? I'm not going to go with Aiden as the X factor. The reason for that is because when you think of Phoenix, even though we get little national attention, you know, we get little time on Sports Center, little bit of a uh, analytics for people who are not Phoenix Suns fans to know about this team. They talk about the big three, which is Devin Booker, it is Chris Paul, it is DeAndre Aiden, and those are the three stars of the team. And I believe the X factor in all of this is Mikel Bridges. Because I believe he is the best defender on this team. He has the longest arms. He can make a difference on both sides of the court. He is not afraid to go to the basket. So whoever's matched up against him is going to have his hands full uh, on, on both sides of the court. So definitely Mikel Bridges is what I would put down as the X factor. Because he is not going to be at the top of the list when it comes to like, you know, that scouting report. I Okay. You had me up until that last part that you said about the scouting report. I don't think it's any secret in the NBA the type of yeah, I can honestly say that if uh Mikel Bridges hit the trading block, uh we'd get at least two first round picks easy. Easily. Easily. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. So before we talk about much more of what's coming up about the Jazz, and we're gonna obviously jump right back into it. We gotta talk about what happened last uh um, we have what happened on Monday. It was it was terrible. A team that was 34 and 14 against a team that's 13 and 37. Six and 19 at home. We almost lost. What do they have? A 17 game losing streak? Or what was it? It was 20 something. Holy shit. They went into the 20s? Yeah. And oh, it, it, got, it got snapped. 
I oh god, who snapped it? I can't remember who snapped it. I I I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. I don't pay attention to these rockets, but yeah, <laughs> it, it's been really bad. And I'm glad you said Mikel Bridges because Mikel Bridges was one of the one that kept us in that game. He was plus 13 on the floor with 20 points, two steals, three assists. I mean, that's a, he played his game. He was only seven of 12 shooting, which I love. Is that you know he's not taking too many shots, but he's making sure that they count. Yeah. Now what was awesome is the play of DeAndre Aiden. Yes, sir. 27 points, 11 boards. Uh he uh he struggled in the first quarter and I don't know if you saw the very first play of the game where he got a very open open pass like basically staring at the rim. Nobody around him and he tried to go up with the ball and I there were some some moisture or, dew, or, or there was some dew on the ball, and uh, bro, it, it went that way. <laughs> I like it. I don't know where hey, the ball. Went. The wing got to it. All right, uh, like some stuff happens. You know, you know, you never know. Danny, Danny, this is a dome. <laughs> this is a dome. A pigeon flew right through the. <laughs> That's believable. I believe it. You cannot tell me that it can't happen. So Baseball's it, a lot uh, smaller than. Oh man. I don't. Hey, we're coming up on that anniversary too. Oh, we just passed it. Oh, we did. We did pass uh, it. I knew it. It was in April, right? Uh, I believe was it so. April or March? It was. It was a spring training game. Ah, okay. So it was close. It was a March game. It was a March. Okay, game. so it was March. All right. So yeah, um, DeAndre Aiden played well. Twenty-seven points, eleven boards, had a double double. He really started off weird in the first, like I was telling you, but he really got it going in the second, and I think it was the fourth quarter. All right now. One of the things that I want to ask about you, out of those 11 rebounds, 10 of them were on the defense. So he's not crashing the boards when other guys are missing. And uh, do you feel like that is going to be a problem? A thousand percent. A thousand percent. Remember what happened against the Chicago Bulls? Yep. 18 plus offensive boards, man. I'm very scared about that. And that's why I'm not going to lie. And I think we locked it in the other day. This is our lineup going into the playoffs. This is the, we're like we're comfortable with the lineup, but at the same time, we are giving up something. We are giving up something to be well, had. That's why. Up, that's why, size. That's why we need DeAndre Aiden to play twice as the, you know. That's why we need him to play at the level he's supposed to play at. Do you think he's playing it right now? No, 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 not at all. I, I, I he can definitely play better than that. I mean, the Houston Rockets, they don't really have a guy. They don't really have anybody. Why? There. What more do you want, though? Twenty-seven and eleven. I mean, if he does that every game, no. All right, but it was an easy twenty-seven and eleven. It might be easy, but he's done that before with other teams, also. Like, but it, I'm saying, like, what more do well, you? Well, he's want? only been on this team. 27, 27 and eleven. Is that enough? If he were to do that every game, 25, 25 and ten. Fifteen. That's, you need fifteen. Rebounds? I need fifteen. I need fifteen, man. You know, I, I will agree with you because of the size. Yep, because I, I need there's 15. not a lot of guys bigger. In the and, NBA, and you know what's funny is you said you said twenty five and and uh and ten. I'll go twenty and fifteen. Like I'm okay with twenty oh. points, bro. We can take twenty points because we got bro. We got scores. I, we, got scores we got scores, man. Yep. We got points. We got points coming, and you know what? We we got one of the best scores. Booker has been on a tear. I, I believe it was forty five. Again, you know the other day against Chicago thirty two. And then the, this game, he put up thirty six points. 36 he points. was 
He was 11 of 26 of 8 from the 3, 8 from 9 from free throw, plus 15 on the floor. You love to see that from your superstar. Hey, he's only 24 years old, man. Yep, he's, he has definitely got his peak ahead of he him. Is, he, he is, is still oh, climbing. Man. And then I don't know if you saw the dunk. I don't know if you saw the dunk, but I, I've never seen Booker do that. And he is I underrated. Think, no, I've seen him do it a couple of times. No, he is underrated as a it. dunker. You don't get it, man. I don't think he's. I don't think he's underrated. I think he's evolving. Well, we all know who his his hero was. I think his. I think his like. I think his XP points are starting to add up, and he's starting to spend them. There you go on his dunk package. <laughs> that because, is. Oh. I fucking great, man. I fucking love it. I appreciate there that. You Thank go. you very much, man. Look hey, at hey, that. Hey, hey. My mom said video games would never mean nothing. <laughs> but, ha! Screw that. Joke's on you, mom. <laughs> Sorry, mom. I love you. I apologize. Uh, no, dead serious, bro. Like, the way he he saw his opening, yep. and he went ahead and just cut right through, and then he just tomahawked the shit out of that ball, man. Yep. It was beautiful. I don't see him do stuff like that. I always see the uh, the two handed dunk where he, you know, but he'll get it. He'll do he'll it. He'll like, get it. If but he if he gets an open lane, he'll he'll go ahead and do it. And like I said before, who was his hero? Who did he emulate? Who did he design his career after? Black Mamba. There you go. And that is what he because he's yes, and known as a lethal shooter, cold blooded in the fourth. He was known as a champion, but Duke could throw down at the rim. And that is exactly what Devin Booker, like you said, he's growing into now. He knows he's got the body. And, and we he's talked about it before. Be- this year, compared to last year, dude's been hitting the gym and he's been putting on a couple pounds of muscle here and there. I'm always, I'm actually happy about that because I've always said this. He had a little gut for me. Just a little bit of baby gut. <laughs> he just had a little bit of baby weight. You know, I was just like, man, that's that. Hey, hey, hey. That's that new money weight. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> he's like, hey, 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 yes, throw on that walking mall. I could afford it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he, he, went, he went to Chipotle. It was like, hey, 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 actually, get two burritos. Ah, hey, 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 hey. The, the whole restaurant gasped. <gasps> ah, everybody went crazy. was like, this fucking Holy guy. Shit. <laughs> this fucking guy. So no, you know what though? He came into the season nice and lean, and I, hey man, just hey working out, just having someone. I just want someone to show him, just like hey, look, this is what you could look like, yep. and then he go for it. And and while you're there, you know, pull Aiden into the room, like bro, <laughs> book the fuck up. What? Well, because th- you know Booker, like the only the reason I said it was a couple of pounds of muscle because most of it was him just trimming down, like you said. Trimming down, getting lean, getting the get, getting that uh, just just getting that athlete's body more more tone. Where Aiden, he has a little bit more liberty because of his size to actually bulk up. You know, get some muscle. You know, gain. A, I, I would love to see him gain a good five or ten mu- ten pounds of muscle. You remember seeing like the difference of like Shaq in his rookie year to like yes. Shaq with the Lakers. There he you- just became this like Shaq went from like this nimble, like I don't know refrigerator. To like this just giant steel barricade of just like, man, it's it's ridiculous. So, no, I would like to see that from Aiden. And um, it was weird because even though he did put up 27-11, this game was still close. And uh, you did say throughout the week, not only close, but definitely way too close for your comfort. And 
Uh, we've been talking about, especially last episode, I asked you what games you were, you were actually worried about losing. And this game, I'm assuming, is right up there. Like, look at that. Without a doubt. Remember, I tried to tell you about that this, type of stuff this where game, you kind of just. I agree that this game should have just been put away. Like, the, the, the starters should not have played the fourth quarter. This game should have been dead and buried. But, yeah, three-point win. You know, one thing I, I, I would like to see change, and I really love this guy for his defense because he's a, he's a good player. Well, I thought he was a good player. I really like him. But lately, he just hasn't really looked well. I would like to see a little less Javon Carter and see a lot more Langston Galloway. Definitely a lot more Langston Galloway. I'm not going to fight that. Uh, Carter is one of my favorite sons that I, that I see, especially uh, seeing him play last year. Uh, seeing what he brought, you know, into the season, into the bubble, the bulldog mentality, getting that's in why there, when we signed shut him, down defense and yeah, I yeah. absolutely loved watching him. When we gave him that three year contract, yep. I was super happy about that. You know, I was like, hell yeah! And then like the emergency campaign and stuff, and like you know, it's yep. I don't know. And uh, to 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 be able to to see all that and see him get less and less minutes. It's understandable because of the the play and uh, now now seeing all this going and seeing what Galloway has brought to the Suns. I believe in the few minutes he's gotten, he's actually earned it more than uh, Carter has. Sure. Because I will I will I would love to have Carter if we needed a stop on defense, but on offense, bro puts up so many shots that he should not be doing. I love the way you said that because yeah, in situational basketball. If, like, we're trying to stop somebody from scoring anything, oh, he's out there. He's definitely out there. It's, like, him and, like, Bridges and Crowder and, like, Aiden and, uh, I don't know, maybe Booker. Maybe, no, Torrey Craig. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah, Torrey Craig. Yeah, that, that's definitely the defense. Well, I mean, if we, have a t- if we have a timeout, because if we don't have a timeout, you need to have Booker in there because ah, you're not yeah, going to be able true. to. Yeah, that's true. That's but like you said, it's all situational. But yeah, no, it's all situational, and that's what I'm saying. But right now the situation is – uh. We don't really need him in that in that role, yeah. You know, and I I think that the Suns have kind of made it clear that that's Nader's spot. I believe Nader made that clear. It wasn't the Suns. Ah. It was Nader that made it clear because he came in. He could have done one of two things. He could have been like, "Oh, I'm got traded again. This isn't. This wasn't my plan. This wasn't what I wanted to do," and just kind of half-assed it. But no, he came in. He came in hard, and he came in wanting to show. What you said he was in the bubble, and it's all like I'm gonna go out there and prove Jeremy right because Jeremy's not gonna be wrong on this shit. And bro, I'm I'm a fan, and you know what? I'll sign off on it. And I've loved Jay, uh, uh, Javon Carter since he's been here, but yeah, no, he's he's uh, he's on the back burner right now, unfortunately. Yeah, no, it's it's my show. You know what I'm saying? It's our show. Shit, I would hate to I would hate to be wrong on my show. That would <laughs> shit, that would suck. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So no, thank you very much for making me sound like a smart guy, man. Because I mean it's it's hey man, you would be surprised. <laughs> but uh no, it it's very it, it's very happy to see and um like I said, I even if Nader, I do like Nader, and Nader did come with Chris Paul. And I'm, I think Chris Paul had a lot to do with that. Watching them, you know, play in OKC, he was like, "No, you got to give this guy minutes. Give, he, he's definitely worth it. He's definitely worth the time." You know what I'm saying? And yep. then when I talk about CP3, that's another guy who kept us in the game. But I would like to see more shots from him. Uh, he was six of nine from the game, nineteen points, eleven assists, five boards, uh, three of five from three, four or five free throws. So I, I love what happened. I can't really. 
pinpoint, honestly, the bench is where it all comes in. It was the bench. I mean, Dario Saric was negative eight on the floor. Cam Johnson, negative 13. Cameron Payne, negative four. And then Javon Quarter, negative 12. That's kind of where all our problems came from. Our bench wasn't just hitting. Well, it was the other way around. It, it was Torrey Craig that was negative 13. Cam Johnson was negative four. But it's to your point that that is what was needed from the Suns at that time because the Suns, one of the main things we got to talk, we talked about it just right now, how deep the bench is because they can hold games. They can they should be able to close out games. But yeah, lately it's kind of been a kind of been an issue. And then it's something that needs to get addressed because a lot of times, especially in the playoffs, people underrate how important it is when benches go up against each other. First quarter is obviously superstars against superstars. Yep. But we got to talk about that uh, that early second quarter, you know, late third quarter, where it's bench against bench, you know, trying to hold off, either hold the lead or try to cut into the lead before starters come back. And that is the importance of them. They're still NBA players. They are expected to produce. Let's only let's not only talk about like the stars playing, but let's talk about issues. An injury in the first quarter. Yep. The main issue, an ejection. That's not the main issue, actually. The main issue is foul trouble. Obviously, foul trouble is always the main issue. And that's one thing that's expected of DeAndre Aiden. When he when if he's your defensive anchor, what happens if he, he gets a little aggressive and he gets a couple fouls and he sits down? Do you think that's what he's afraid of? Yes. Like he won't he won't go in, you know, for those monster dunks trying to dominate in the paint, or he won't go try to get those blocks in. Because he has a history of getting huge foul trouble. Like, I will not deny that. I want to meet him. I have met him. Is he a teddy bear? Yeah. There you go. See, he seems like a teddy bear, bro. He just seems like this big old guy who's just hella cool. Super nice kid. Yeah, nah. And and, and I met him his rookie year. So he was like, uh, yeah, 19 years old. And he's super cool? Super cool. I knew it. He took a picture with me. Like, we talked, everything. he seems like one of the nicest guys in the world, man. And yep. you got you got it. You got to kind of uh, got slap that out of him. <laughs> I'm sorry, but yeah, bro. Why didn't you do it? This, I, I tried. I couldn't reach. Yeah, he's, he's, he's pretty <laughs> fucking tall. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna look for that picture. That's you'll a tall see, guy. You'll see that I literally couldn't reach. <laughs> oh man! But no, he. That's so, something that he's like, bro. In here, you gotta dominate. Make some enemies. God damn it! Hey, it's in him though, right? You see it, right? You see, you see it with the. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. Get angry. I think it was CP3 that started. That was like, hey, I remember I had this guy on my team named DeAndre Jordan. I used to just lob him the ball. Yep. And he was like, you know what? Let's try that. Got, got kind of famous for it. Yeah. So. <laughs> hey, it gave us some nickname. No, <laughs> no big deal. No big deal. But, but without a doubt, yeah, just throw it up there. Seven feet tall. I don't know how much of a wingspan. Uh, I don't know what uh, I, I'd like. I don't know what his high is. I'd like, you know, his vertical. I don't know what that is, but I I, I would be hard-pressed to find five guys in the NBA that can reach higher than him. So just throw it up there. Make right. him go get it. And grab it with both fucking hands. Don't bring it down below your knees. He needs Keep to it work. up there and dunk it with two hands. He needs to work with Mikael Bridges. I don't know if you watch Mikael Bridges' game, but when he gets that pass and that one-two-step pass, 
he doesn't bring it below his waist. It no, always he stays, does not. It always stays like yep. chest area and up, and he knows he's just like same thing with Jay Crowder it. when he catches the right? ball, especially in those uh, outside threes. Like he'll never like even yeah. if he takes a bounce. Look at look at this next time. He'll bounce it, but like around his chest area. You know where that comes from? Experience. There you go. Experience and game. You know what? God, God forbid anything. I'm still, you know, God barring injury. I can't wait for this playoff run, man. I yes. really can't. It's gonna be a. Devin Booker's gonna love it. His first time there. He's gonna love. He's gonna just soak it all in. Man, I'm just excited, man. I'm really excited. But it was tough. It was tough to watch the game that we played against the uh, Houston Rockets, especially uh, their team. They didn't really have – look, uh, Kelly Olenek, Jay Tate, Christian Wood, Avery Bradley, and then I think it's Kevin Porter Jr. I mean, negative 16 from the floor, negative 10 from the floor, negative 6, plus 1, and then negative 2. Was that uh, airplane mode? Who? Kevin Porter Jr.? Or no, is that a different guy? Wait, is that is airplane? Is that Michael Porter Jr. or Kevin Porter Jr.? I'm I don't know. Sure. What I was asking. Like, I yeah. think Kevin Porter Jr. is the guy from the Washington Wigger, Wizards. <laughs> I think it's the guy from the Washington Wizards. So I'm not really sure if it's the same guy. No, I'm looking at it right now. I don't think it is. No, it's it's, it's a different guy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Airplane. Are you talking about Derrick Jones Jr.? Derrick Jones Jr. You mean the ex-son? Yep. Yeah, that's my boy. I love yep. that guy. He's on the Miami Heat. No, I'm sorry. He's on the Portland Trailblazers. He did go to Miami for a bit. Yeah, and then he went to Portland. Yep. Uh, he's doing a, a um, just a uh, he's a flashy guy, but he's he's yeah, he's nothing yeah. special on the unfortunately. Uh, but you know what though. If he was a consistent guy, he oh man, he'd be yep. amazing because he can literally jump out of the gym. Well, that's what it is. Like he accidentally landed on somebody's car the other day because <laughs> he went up for an alley oop and it was just like oh shit, my bad. He like flew and uh, and and that and that was the main thing that got him because and it got him famous here because it was a time where we weren't celebrating wins. We were yeah. getting what 13, 17, 19 wins on a season. So our main thing was watching the guy you know jump twenty feet in the air, dunk the ball. That was our main source of, you know, now, uh, pride. Now we just want to win. Now we want to win. Now, and that was the last question I was going to ask you about right here. Two years ago, 133 to 130 against the Rockets. I mean, we could have lost this game with the score, and we'd be talking about how how close the Suns were, how much heart we had, how much blah, 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 this and that. We would be over the moon. Hey, all that bullshit when you lose, <laughs> right? All that, hey. <laughs> All that bullshit when you lose, right? Everything that sounds that like makes everybody feel better on the inside. Hug each other. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's like, hey, hey, hey. We were close. We were close, oh, man. Yeah, we were close, man. Hey, Booker missed that shot, but it's cool, though. We could have been dead. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get him next time. But the Suns, right? We're turning around. <laughs> we're turning it around. No, we weren't. We weren't doing it. Hey, man, if we would have won this, we would have made it to 15 under 500. We almost had it. (laughs) I'm telling you, man. 82-game season. Hey, man, we won 21 games. That's better than last year. So, Uh, shut up, man. (laughs) All right, whatever. So, losing to a – sorry, not losing. I scared myself. Almost losing to a team like this because it was close they were up at one point i believe by eight and we were able to rally back well, at the very end like they they started yeah there was i think it was like four minutes left in the fourth but we were able to rally back and we ended up 133 30 going into this game against the jazz who i mean they're obviously a way better team what do you think it's going to take 
I wouldn't say obviously. I'll, I'll, well, no, I would say obviously a way better team than the Rockets is what. Oh I no, meant. no, then yeah, okay. no, 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 no. Hey, the Suns are the best team in the NBA. Yes, sir. The Suns that, are the best that is team what we in need the NBA, year. bro. Hell yeah. No, the Suns are the best. All right, I'm talking about their uh, better opponent than the Houston Rockets. Yes, right here. Like I said, the X factor will probably be Mikel Bridges, just based on what everyone's going to be focusing on. Uh, it's Devin Booker against Donovan Mitchell. We'll see what uh, what goes on there. We'll we'll, we'll see who who ends up having the highest point scoring night. Um, Chris Paul, his leadership is going to come key in this because this is definitely what we're gonna need to do. He is gonna be the voice of the Suns tonight. He's gonna guide them. Whether we're up at halftime, down at halftime, it is uh, it is not gonna be Monty Williams talking to them. It's gonna be Chris Paul because he's been there. He's done that, and he knows what it's gonna take to win. So it's it's gonna go all, all, all it's gonna go down on that, and if there is a reason, this is a saying, and it's been insane for generations that iron sharp sharpens iron. That is what we're gonna need for from DeAndre Ayton going up against the best in the league, and seeing because I don't know if you remember earlier on the season, he didn't you know manhandle Jokic. But he handled him. He kept him under control. The Nuggets won the second game because DeAndre Ayton got ejected. Other than that, the Suns, I believe, had a fighting chance to win that game. So, I'm not counting out DeAndre Ayton in this fight. He is an underdog. Jokic is a MVP in this. In in my eyes, right now, Jokic is the MVP front runner. Better than Gobert, right? Gobert is a different animal when it comes to defense. Well, when it, but I'm telling you, Gobert is a different animal when it comes to the paint. And DeAndre Aiden better be ready. That's what I'm talking about. Better be ready, man. He's gonna come it's, not, it's not the same. And I know you want to say with him, Jokic, yeah, but Jokic, Jokic has a little more flair to his game, he's a little more finesse. Rudy Gobert is straight brute force in your fucking face. DeAndre Aiden better be fucking ready for but that. But DeAndre Aiden is going to come out a different man after this game. Yes or no? Whether he wins, loses, whether he gets manhandled or he's able to hold his own, he is going to know what it's like to go up against a two-time defense player of the year. He is going to be a different player. I can't answer that question right now. I want to watch. We got to watch. The I got to watch the first five minutes of the game. All right. We but, are, um, all right. I, can I give you two scenarios? Give me two scenarios. If he comes out like we. I, oh, yeah. This is what I want to say. I don't care about what the players say. They hear all the talk. They hear everything. The two team. Bro, this game is on ESPN. When was the last time the Suns won ESPN? They, they listen to sticks and kicks. Bro, the Suns. <laughs> <laughs> the Suns have been number two in the West. And number two in the NBA for what, like the last month or two? Yep. When was the last time we were on TNT or ESPN? When we got destroyed by the Brooklyn Nets. Exactly my point. You know what I'm saying? Which was a debacle. Yep. By the sun. And that I want to say was maybe a month ago, two months ago, which, you know, they barely put us on. We've already had like 20 games, 15 games after that, and they still haven't put us on. And we've been killing it. So the disrespect is real. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's real, and um, I know the players hear it. I know they listen to it. I know they're ready. So we're going to go ahead and see. And what I want to say is if Aiden 
comes out with force and like he like I know you I know you're okay with 20 and 10 or 25 and 10 whatever bro I want to see his I I want him to play hard as hell I want him to play with fight and if he does that he's going to come out of this battle a new man yep. but if he comes if he goes into this game just trying to play and just do his job then he's not going to get he's not going to really take this test seriously and it it's it's going to it's not even going to phase him we will see jeremy your predictions and your final thoughts phoenix suns 98 utah jazz 92 defensive game Mikel Bridges, 30 points tonight. Lock it in. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. I am mouth agape. I, both teams under 100. What a bold prediction. That's crazy. You know what? I like it. I like it. Myself, I'm going to go a different route. 120, 118. Phoenix Suns in a nail-biter, heart-attack-ridden game. Either way, I see the Suns winning, and I see us going to bigger and better things. We will see. We are less than an hour off a of tip-off. We're going to take off right now to go ahead and watch this game. Thank you guys for listening in to this preview edition of Sticks and Kicks. We'll catch you guys next time. This has been Danny and Jeremy. Sticks.kicks on Instagram, Sticks Kicks 1 Twitter. We'll see y'all next time.